Hey, it's April. Before we get started, I want to give you what might be our weirdest content warning ever. Today's podcast is all about ASMR, but you will not be hearing any chewing, nails on chalkboards, or balloon-on-balloon action. Only nice sounds in the pod today. Let's get to it. Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, better known as ASMR, can get a bad rap. Noodle slurping, lip smacking, whispery breaths. But this is not the kind of ASMR that Metro Detroiter Olivia White makes. I want you to think more along the lines of acrylic nails. Glass clinking. The stroke of an eyeshadow brush. It's been a tense week. We thought today we'd give you a sonic break. We're diving into the world of ASMR, what it is, and why you keep seeing it in your Instagram and TikTok feeds. This is Stateside. I'm April Bear. Olivia White, known as Livy Love ASMR, is a Michigan-based TikToker with 1.2 million followers. ASMR is... If you look it up, it's something along the lines of a tingling sensation that can kind of run down the back of your neck, usually, or your head. But Olivia has a different way she likes to describe ASMR. But I like to kind of compare it easiest to Bob Ross's TV shows. That Mm. feeling that you get when you see him with the soft-spoken voice and the bristles on the paper And that kind of floating sensation almost that you can get from that. And it's for everyone. There's a lot of different types of ASMR. Some of it is a little more out there than others. But I think that there's something out there for everybody. And it might even surprise folks. What is ASMR sometimes when you see a commercial with a Coke can opening up and you hear that satisfying click of it? popping open with the fizz, that could be considered ASMR to some folks. So I think it's for everybody. And it's definitely a tool that can be used in a lot of different ways. I remember when some of the clips first started popping up in social media, I remember hearing that there was a certain a certain percentage of humanity that was especially susceptible to it. I don't know if that's for neurological reasons or what, but I don't know. I mean, it certainly seems like a lot of people have some kind of reaction to it. Do you have thoughts or anything you could share with us about that? That makes a lot of sense to me. I was never an ASMR listener until about two and a half years ago when I was scrolling on TikTok and I randomly came across a video that made me experience the ASMR sensation of chills. And it initially kind of weirded me out a little bit, so much (laughs) so that I, I scrolled away and then I came back. So I had never experienced that since I was a child. And it was games that I used to play with my family, with my cousin, like the spiders crawling up your back or cracking an egg on each other's head, Right, those childlike games. Variations on playground rhymes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That was the only other time that I had experienced that. So coming from a place of, I didn't know that I could experience that until I came across a couple of videos. 
there are some people who like, can't handle it. You know, there's something about it that kind of hits them the wrong way. Maybe they don't like the tingling feeling. And then there are some folks who are pretty indifferent. Um, would, you, would you say that your relationship with it, with it has changed over time? It has very much changed over time. There are still certain aversions that I have. There's a, so many different types of ASMR, and some of it honestly really makes me cringe. So that being said, I understand that some people just don't care for it. But as I've watched it longer, I've opened my mind up a lot more and found that I like a lot more of it. But I understand that it might not be for everybody. Some of it kind of can be a little abrasive, but I think you have to have a sort of openness. You don't have to have that, but I tend to find that many of my viewers are more open to new experiences or just open people in general, because it can be very odd on first occurrence when you see an ASMR video sometimes, even if it does give you that good sensation. Yeah. You mentioned that the first time you saw one, you were kind of like, uh, yes, no, thank you. <laughs> about this. Yeah. <laughs> can, can you can you pinpoint what it was that made you feel like you wanted to back away? It was the whispering, I think. I just was not prepared to hear whispering on my feed. You know, we're so used to whispering being a really intimate experience because it's something that you have to come close to hear it and you have to be a certain level of soft, softness usually. And that intimateness was very unfamiliar to me, especially just scrolling through live feeds where you'll come across other people that are, you know, yelling or celebrating or just the difference in it. The starkness between that took me a little bit off guard. When you first started making your own videos, do you remember what kinds of concepts you were doing when you first got started or maybe the first one you ever produced? Yes, I, I do remember it. It was a personal attention style videos, which I still do a lot of, which can be like a hair salon type of content. It can be, you know, face massages, a lot of like spa like experiences. I really, really like watching that. And when I first started making ASMR on TikTok, that really wasn't a super common variety of ASMR. What you create is a very specific experience for our ears, but I have to say the real hot sauce for me is at least in part your visual presentation. You curate an awful lot of looks and styles for yourself in all your clips, very color conscious, and I just have to say I need to meet your nail tech. What like really some incredible work going on there. She is amazing. She is an incredible artist and I'm so lucky to be able to have her work on my nails. I am really grateful. She's from my hometown of Jackson, and that's how I came across her on Instagram. And she keeps my nails in really nice shape because acrylic nails make the best noises. And <laughs> if you've never seen the Dolly Parton video where she talks about how she wrote nine to five on her acrylic nails using them as an instrument, that's kind of asmr -y, I think. Worth a watch. Very much. I also noticed that you have a side hustle collecting vintage Avon products, and you bring them in. Some of them, I mean, I am going right back to Aunt B and Aunt Ruth's, you know, stash of things that I found in their bathroom counters and drawers. 
Where do you find all these things? So once you start looking for them, you'll see them everywhere. (laughs) I'm not kidding. They're at Goodwills, antique stores. It started for me because my great-grandmother was an Avon lady, and my grandmother also had a ton of Avon. So I inherited many of those pieces and continue to inherit many of those pieces. Now it's a little out of hand because I have so much (laughs) and not a lot of storage. The magic is real, I have to say. Thank you. Would you say it's more challenging coming up with new sound mixes and new, new sound effects or styling the videos? Definitely the sound effects are very difficult to come up with new. I have a couple of them that I know we're going to be good and most people like them because I tried them on live streams, the sounds, and people are very receptive to them. But beyond that, when I have to kind of try out on my own new sounds, I don't usually have an audience for that. So I'm not always sure if they're going to hit or not. So I rely really heavily on folks letting me know in the comments what they think. But that is way more difficult than the aesthetic, like the theatrical part of it. Needless to say, you use your acrylic nails on any number of surfaces, both smooth and textured. You use any number of different kind of props, like tissue paper that's crinkled up, kinetic sand, which I hadn't ever really thought about how it actually makes a sound when you scoop it. What do you think is the oddest thing you've ever used to get a sound effect? Uh, the pineapple video that I made, the very first blow up pineapple, the inflatable one, I, mm-hmm. I have this giant six foot pineapple like for a pool and used it to do like a pineapple themed makeup video. But the sound of the inflatable pineapple was kind of light and hollow. So I took an exercise ball and I put the gain up really high in my microphone so you could hear it really well. And I tapped on that and made it match the taps visually of the pineapple. So it sounded a little more full and satisfying. But I think the oddest aesthetically thing, the prop that I've used in a video is probably the butter churns I've been using. (laughs) (laughs) Can I ask how you sourced them? So funny story, I really used to love the game Oregon Trail on the computer. I don't know if you ever played that. Oh, yes. Dead from dysentery every time. (laughs) Yes, I used to love that game. So I wanted to, for a theme, this was over a year ago, I think now, make an Oregon Trail ASMR video, just kind of as like a joke, you know. And I bought these butter churns (laughs) to make the video with, and turns out they make incredible sounds. (laughs) Like really, really satisfying. We need to take a break. More with ASM artist Olivia White in just a minute. Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. Support for Michigan Public's Stateside Podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org.
Do you feel like pursuing the feed in this way has changed the way you look around in the world? I feel like you must enter every room kind of alive to objects and what kinds of sounds they might make in a way that I never will. Definitely. It actually has been a huge issue for me throughout my life that I'm very sensitive to sounds, so much that in college, I was trying to take the law school admissions test, and it was such an issue having erroneous noises in the spaces that I've been in. Just I'm so sensitive to them. But doing ASMR now, I feel like I can turn that into something good, where instead of just being aware of these irritating noises or bad noises of like a clock ticking in the background or somebody barely moving around their foot in their shoe and hearing the rubber on the bottom just kind of move around and squeak. Uh, I kind of can focus on the more satisfying element of that instead of just the unpleasant sensory experience of it. Have you gotten to the point with your online work that it is the bulk of your income right now? Actually, yes, it is completely paying all of my bills. And that is how it started in November 2021. I did a live. I was, I bought my Blue Yeti microphone then, which is the microphone that I use for ASMR off of Amazon with the promise from Amazon that I could return it within a certain amount of time. If the whole going live thing didn't work out, I really didn't expect it to work out. But the first probably five streams. The very first one totally blew my mind and I stayed up all night because I couldn't believe how many people came and people were sending Venmos and sending just, you know, a little $5 here for your coffee, $50. Just it totally blew my mind. So I kept doing these live streams. People kept sending in these tips and that carried me over until the YouTube ads. I started posting on there and TikTok now has a creator fund. They have really stepped up and that is almost completely the bulk of my income now is the TikTok creator fund. I'm so struck by the fact that what you do now, it's creative, but it's also, I mean, I know it's a lot of work, but it's a pretty glamorous thing too. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think that you would find a form of work that would free you up in this way? Absolutely not. I would have never expected this in a million years. I'm so thankful that I found it every day because beyond just working in it, I find that I listen to ASMR all the time. I listen to ASMR when I'm out in public on my headphones and I'm feeling overwhelmed and in that grocery store. <laughs> it has really helped me get myself back to a baseline. It helps, helps me regulate. Has anything been particularly challenging about building a following? I mean, a career on social media is so much in the public eye can be really hard. Yes. I have pretty much been learning from the very second that I first went live. I studied political science in college, so I have no experience in this field pretty much at all. But that has helped me be a little more informed, I think, I worked at a court actually before this, and I helped them run their court sessions remotely because we went remote for a period of time. And learning how to be professional in that sense, I think has really helped. So I kind of know some boundaries online in terms of how to be professional and post-professionally. I'm learning that still, but you know, dealing with the 
quote unquote hate. There's a lot of hate on the internet. With ASMR, I don't really tell my opinion much on things on there. I, I don't really have an opinion. It's just something I'm providing to try to help folks relax. But people, not everybody's going to like that. And I know not everybody likes ASMR. So kind of dealing with that in the first probably six months of being online was something I had to navigate. But it's gotten much, much easier, especially as more people are on there saying how appreciative they are, how much they just enjoy it, or you know, whatever, just good, you know, nice little comments here and there. It outweighs it so much that it's all right. But I took it pretty personally for a little while. Yeah. Do you think anyone can pull off being an ASM artist? Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of like any other type of art. Not that I know all that much about any other type of art, but anybody can get an easel and put some paint on it and develop their skill of being able to do that. And I think the same applies to ASMR and making that type of content. Olivia White. You can find her on TikTok and Instagram as Livy Love ASMR. That's with two Vs. Olivia, it's been so nice talking to you. Thank you for taking a few minutes with us. Thank you so much for having me and for being my first interview like this. I really appreciate it. And that's the Stateside Podcast for today. I'm April Bear. You can find full Stateside episodes at michiganradio.org. Today's pod was produced by Rachel Ishikawa. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Kabansag, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our intern is Olivia Meradian, and our executive producer is Laura Weber-Davis. Music for the pod comes from Blue Dot Sessions and from Audio Network. We thank you so much for listening. Get some rest this weekend. We'll catch up with you next week. Hi, I'm Rebecca Williams. I'm Lester Graham. We've been working on a big project about Great Lakes birds called the Bird Connection. It will look at ducks and trumpeter swans. Egrets and herons. And piping plovers. Yes! We'll discuss what we've discovered at a Michigan Public Issues and Ale event. Including how some problems for birds are problems for people. It's at Arbor Brewing Company in Ypsilanti the evening of May 21st at 7. You can register at michiganpublic.org.